Belgium are out. They are done. Morocco and Croatia are in. Unbelievable scenes, I believe, that we're going to spend a long time talking about. Not just the matches, but yes, yes, Romelu Lukaku. My God. But Morocco, the second African nation to read the knockout stages. That's the first time in a single tournament since 2014 when Algeria and Nigeria did it. Unbelievable stuff. Luis Miguel Echegaray, LME here, of course, and Gab Marcotti and Shaka Hislop in the house. Let's begin with you, Shaka. Your initial reactions as Morocco and Croatia are through. Um, delighted for Morocco. African nation topped their group in, in, in a group that I, I don't think many thought they'd get out of. With Belgium, who I think I'm right in saying came into this tournament number two in the nation. And Croatia, of course, beaten finalists four years ago. Delighted for Morocco. It was nail-biting stuff in both games for, for a number of reasons. Um, and I, I'm not sure how much more of this my heart can take. <laughs> Given everything that we had to kind of sit through um, with, with Mexico and Poland yesterday, and we're looking at yellow cards, we almost had that exact situation again. Um, but I think it's all came, came out well in the wash. Uh, Morocco topping with, with two wins and a draw. And then Belgium kind of kicking themselves at this point, wondering how they're not into the next round. Gab, your thoughts, my friend. Insane group. Uh, obviously happy for Morocco, as uh, Shaka was discussing. But, you know, Belgium, the golden generation, it is not. Roberto Martinez is his fate sealed. Give me your reaction from this group, my friend. So obviously I'm going to declare my bias here because I wrote an article in the Times many, many years ago when all these, the, the, the sort of your, your hazards, Lukaku was 16, Hazard was I think 18 or 19 at the time. And I'm not saying I coined the term golden generation, but I, I felt invested that they would deliver something. And I still thought they could in this World Cup because as, as Vincent Company told us when we sat down with him, he said, you know, shut down goalkeeper. Shaka knows how important that is. Uh, and individual match winners just get to the knockout rounds and, and something can happen. And obviously, Kevin De Bruyne, they have it. And, you know, Doku, if he plays more minutes, to me, he can. He, he can do it. You've got Mertens, you've got Carrasco uh, and Lukaku. But I have to say... They don't deserve it. They, they're out because they didn't deserve it. Um, I, I think back to that Canada game, first and foremost. And, and yeah, um, throughout, I think they were really, really subpar. And, you know, this is a nation that, lest we forget, and, and before we go, and, and I know people are going to make fun of Lukaku because we like to be cruel that way. But Belgium as a whole, the Belgian product, this is a team that I think they were number one in the world for, for five years, something like that. And, you know, the FIFA ratings do matter. It's about consistency over time. And that tells you that this was special. But I, I think in terms of winning silverware, um, this is where the road ends. Shaka, I want to focus more on Belgium now to Gab Marcotti's points about, you know, the rankings matter, of course. Uh, the depth matters and the talent that we've just been discussing. We have clearly such a great squad here. But, I mean... Where, where do we point fingers here? Today was Romelu Lukaku as well. I mean, I don't want to completely blame him, but I'm just reading some stats here. His expected goals mm. uh, was 2.11 against Croatia today, the highest number of any player at the 2022 World Cup. I don't want to just completely focus on him. Obviously, it's a collective issue here, but 
was finishing the issue. Romelu Lukaku apparently in tears on the side of the pitch. Obviously, we don't wish that for anybody, uh, you know, let, let alone a player that's, that's had such an illustrious mm. career. But what are your thoughts on Belgium, specifically on their goal-scoring situation? Listen, I, I really sympathize with Romelu Lukaku. Um, in terms of, of Belgium's feelings over time, to, to Gab's point, I think you point the figure at, at, at father time. It, this certainly was a, a golden generation, to, to use the phrase that, that Gab just, um, just, just highlighted. But I, I thought that opportunity had gone some, some four years ago when they didn't get to the final, when um, they were knocked out in, in, in the semis themselves. Um, that, that being said, though, um, I, as, as much as, as, as Belgium sat on top of the FIFA rankings for as long as they did, that's, that's all well and good. But international football, international tournaments take a different skill set. There's a lot of games in a very short space of time. How you manage that, um, the draw obviously also matters. So while they, I guess there's value to, to, to being as highly ranked in, in FIFA's rankings as, as Belgium have been, it's about managing that tournament experience. And um, yeah, you can, you can point fingers in any way where you wish. This time around, Lukaku will get a lot of a lot of that stick, um, but but I sympathise. He came into this tournament injured. He came in. He was included in believing that Belgium would get to the second round, and that's when when you know he he, he would be he would be fit to, to to come back in and and contribute. And having to be thrown in at this point, halfway through this game, a must-win game. Opportunities come at him. I thought the first that hit the post, I, I thought it was good defending and, and getting in positions right, throwing your body in, in the way of the ball. And then a couple others, you, you're just hoping for the ball to hit you right. As a goalkeeper, I know how, how thin those margins are. Um, so I maybe I'm, I'm better equipped to sympathise than certainly many on the internet would, 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 would prove to be. But if you're Lukaku, that's can't scant consolation at this point in time, and um, it, it's a, it's a has been a frustrating experience for Belgium um, for an incredible squad of players for as long as they've been together to now kind of having to retool, having to find who's next in terms of in succeeding this group um, and recognizing that you never really lived up to, to your full potential when you look at the players at, at Belgium's disposal over the last few years. But, 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 but that's kind of like the cruelty and the absurdity of the World Cup, right? Some mm -hmm. might say the beauty of the World Cup. Um, so like you said, Shaka, the margins are so small, right? Mm -hmm. Any one of those Lukaku chances goes in, Belgium advance. But let's face it, over the three games, they probably don't deserve to advance anyway, mm -hmm. even if one of those goes in. I think back to 2018, you know, their masterpiece against... Uh, Brazil when they played really really well and then they lose to France in a semi-final which really was was a freaking coin flip yeah. or or indeed as Vincent Company told us when when, Gab, when Jules and I um, sat down to talk to him and he reminded me of this in the group stage again the bizarre things that happen at World Cups they play England in in the third group game um, they stuff them both teams advance but England, by losing, actually have a much easier run yeah. right to the final. Because, you know, let's face it, what was it? Like like, like Colombia and yeah. Sweden and people like that. And so, I, you know, we attach so much importance to these, these things that happen every four years and it's knock-on consequences and so on. 
But if we step take a step back on our rational, in terms of I thought the way they performed, clearly that that being number one in the world for so many years matters more. In terms of what we remember and what people are going to talk about, yeah, obviously that's going to be another failure. Speaking, so, speaking of thin, thin margins, Gab, um, just just as 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 the games finished, we were all on here, and, and I just couldn't help but laugh. And, and Gab, Shaq, were you laughing at? I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure my heart could contain this. No, <laughs> I, I think I'm I think I'm right in saying that if if Morocco drew with with Canada and Belgium won one nil. Now, keep in mind the chances that Belgium had, Lukaku hitting the post, Canada themselves hit the underside of the crossbar, ball coming down on the goal line. So we are talking inches, um, literally two or three inches at most in, in both those circumstances. If, if either of those go, if both of those go in, all of a sudden you've got Morocco and Croatia on the exact same points, exact same goal difference, same goal scored, same yellow cards. Um, I, I think I'm right in saying. So, talking about margins, so while now we're celebrating Morocco going through at the top of their group, Croatia going through second place, but for a couple of inches either way, we could be looking at a coin flip, basically, between, between Morocco and, and Croatia. We and could, Belgium, but, we could but, but, but it didn't happen. And, and, and here... Yeah, but my are. heart, my heart telling me, <laughs> I can't take this. <laughs> let me just, let's wrap up the Belgium conversation for a second with, with a question to both of you. Gab, I'll go with you first, because you talked to him, Vincent Company, such an influential player for that national team. Obviously, there's experience with this Belgian side, there's talent, there's poise, Kevin De Bruyne, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do they miss a leader like, like Vincent Kompany, do you think? I mean, Vincent Kompany is a phenomenal player, first and foremost. Uh, there's no question that, that when he's not there, then, then, then you miss him, right? Even though, obviously, now he's older. Um, would they be better with young Vincent Kompany in there, or even 30-year-old Vincent Kompany? Probably. But I don't think lack of leadership was was Belgium's issue in this World Cup. You know, De Bruyne is a leader in his own in his own way. Axel Witzel, I think, is definitely a, a leader. Jan Vertonghen uh, at the back, uh, and Courtois too. You know, uh, Courtois is not a kid anymore. So I, I don't think it's um, it's a lack of it's it's a lack of leadership that's the issue here. I think it's simply pieces that didn't fit together very well. Um, Heavy legs, Canada being really, really good, Morocco being really, really good. And today, actually, for much of the game, Croatia being probably better than Belgium until Belgium started creating all those chances and those chances not going in. I mean, sometimes that's how simple football is. So Roberto Martinez is done, though, right? We're all in agreement here, like he's leaving, do you think? I think the technical term is the cycle is over. over. Yeah, you're, you're trying to be nice and diplomatic, Gab. It's very nice of you. He, he's well, no, but I also think he probably wants to go do something else now as of well. Course. Right? Of course. He's done yeah. this for a long time. He's been yeah. linked to jobs. He's he's turned down big, lucrative club jobs. You know, it, this may surprise people, but unless you coach England and sometimes Italy um, or Qatar, uh, although not this guy, this is not particularly a lucrative job coaching a national team. You do not make a lot of money. You make a lot more money in club football. And, and Roberto certainly had his opportunities there. Yep, absolutely right. Shaka, uh, 
you know, we, we talked about Romelu Lukaku, but there's, there's some other players as well. I know that there's a, you know, the images of him, obviously very emotional at the end of that game. Again, we've said that, you know, we feel for him from a personal standpoint. Mm -hmm. Clearly, there are some, there's Thierry Henry consoling uh, Romelu Lukaku, obviously detrimental for him. But, you know, there are a lot of players in the squad. I feel that there might be some question marks if they're going to return to the international competition. Is there anybody else, do you think, that probably won't be as, you know, featuring as much for the, for the Belgian side? Uh, listen, I, I think you, Belgium can, can and, and should, in some, in some respects, have to make wholesale changes. You just look at uh, what was a, an aging defence as well. Um, there will need to be wholesale changes there. I, I think Eden Hazard has has run his race internationally. I don't see him having the impact again at that at, at this level that 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 he once did. Um, are you going to rely on Lukaku for another four years? De Bruyne himself is getting up in age, though his uh, his his shine doesn't really seem to be to be dimming. Um, maybe he can between he and Courtois can prove the anchors for for what's going forward. But re regardless of, of how well those players maintain themselves, um, how slowly they age, if we can, if we can say that, there, there will be a, a number of changes, not, not just in, in, the, in the manager or head coach's position, but in terms of playing personnel, um, Belgium do need to retool. Okay, let's focus on the two teams that did qualify. We've talked about Morocco a little bit. Uh, fantastic to see another African nation in the knockout stages. Croatia, I mean, come on, everybody. The fan, you know, they went to the final in 2018. Uh, a few worries maybe at the very beginning of this, but, you know, how, how are you feeling about Croatia, Gab, uh, and their chances now that they enter the knockout stages? So, obviously, this is a team that knows how to win games. I, I think it's obviously a talented side, but probably we have a – it's a veteran side. It's an experienced side. Um, I think – this is not an opponent you want to face in the knockouts because while top to bottom, you know, this is also an older team, you know, they've got guys who, and, and I hate to make that in that toughness, you know, sort of war analogy, but the reality about Croatia is that they're tough as nails. Croatia almost never beat themselves. You have to go and beat them. They have the individual match winners. They've got that incredible midfield with, uh, with uh, uh, Kovacic and Modric and, of course, the bras. Um, you know, they've got individuals. And, yeah, they, they don't so – they very rarely beat themselves, so you have to go out and raise your game against them. I, I really don't think this is a team anybody wants to play in, in the round of 16. Yeah, that's a really forward. good way of describing it. You know, they, they, they rarely beat themselves. You really have to go at them if you want to do – Anything. Final thoughts on Croatia here, Shaka. I mean, you know, you still got the likes of Perisic, Luka Modric. I mean, they are tough, tough, tough. Uh, do yeah. you see them going further than you perhaps originally thought? How, how do you see them? I, I, I thought Croatia would get out of the group, and I can't remember the, the draw, how the bracket shapes out, or indeed what, what, how I selected. But I, in all honesty, I don't see them going much further. And while, yes, they have incredible talents to call on, incredibly experienced players, especially when you look at, at, at four years ago and, and all they were able to do in, in, in that tournament. Um, Croatia is still a team that only beat Canada so far. Um, they've drawn, they drew against Morocco. I'm still not quite sure how they didn't lose today. So while Gab is absolutely right, you have to go out and beat Croatia. 
Um, you have to you have to earn it over ninety minutes. Of of the teams still left in the tournament, they aren't ones or they they are ones that first come to my mind anyway as 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 uh, the ones that you do not want to to, to draw against. Um, and I mean that in the greatest of respect, given everything and the players that, that they have. But so far, I, I just felt that this is a squad that possibly peaked four years ago. Um, and I'm not sure that they go much further than, than the round of 16. Again, well, depending on how the bracket shapes up, which yeah. I, I did not check before we came on, <laughs> we came on air. Full disclosure. One thing is for sure, it will be interesting to see, given that this World Cup has really given us a really nice thin margin of difference between the top contenders and everybody else. Well, you can't have a World Cup match, or a match, actually, without controversial decisions, courtesy of our friend VAR, and obviously there were some. So we have to welcome in Dale Johnson. The GOAT is in the house. Dale Johnson. Dale, how are you? Was, was your inbox filtered with questions about certain calls, specifically that offside decision with Belgium, Croatia. How did you see this game? Okay, let me just ask you straight away. That offside with the arm, et cetera, what what, would you make of it? Was it the correct decision? Was it insanity? Uh, Talk to me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, the bottom line is here is that the FIFA's new semi-automated offside does everything down to the ultimate millimetre. So if um, the technology says a player is in advance of the last defender, then it's going to give it offside. And, and that's what we're going to get used to, this technology. When we have it in the Premier League, there is a margin for error, a tolerance level, which means that um, this decision wouldn't have been given offside. It had been considered too close to, to, be, to be an offside. It would automatically be onside. So um, this is what we've got with FIFA. It doesn't look good. I think that any fan looking at that image for offside will find it really difficult to work out which plays in front of which. Um, but this, that's what it is. And in terms of the offside distance itself, but Lovren did challenge the defender, so there's no doubt there. Um, but yeah, the technology says it's in advance, so the, the VAR's got no choice, really. Dale, I can't pass up this this opportunity to make fun of the Premier League here about this, right? So can you just clarify this? I don't want to be mean. The reason the Premier League says, well, it's so close, so we can't really be sure, so we won't overturn it one way or the other. The Premier League, like most European leagues, uh, they don't have this technology. They don't have this 3D technology. They have dudes drawing line on a map. They have one VAR and one assistant. It's two people, and they literally draw lines on the screen. Right, correct me if I'm wrong here. And that's why they have yeah. to... If it's so close, we can't do it, right? Because I, I just think it's funny with goal line technology, right? 
We don't have a debate. Oh, look, light goes on, light goes off. Oh, Hawkeye is God, is the all-seeing eye, right? <laughs> Should we need yeah, to that's, accept that's that? exactly what Pierre, This is exactly Kalina's, um, the head of the rest of beef, and that's exactly his point, is that with Goline technology, we accept it. We believe in the technology. But I think there's a there's a difference, really, in terms of the ball being over the line or not, and a sort of romantic notion that if an attacker is level, then he should be allowed to have a form of, a, of benefit of the doubt. And because of that, I think people just view goal line technology and offside being a to- being in, in a totally different way. Even though the the, the 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 simple fact of accuracy is no different between the two te- the two technologies. Shaka, any questions for Dale? Um, no, I, I, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I'm I am totally comfortable with the technology how how it's how it's used. I don't quite get this. Well, he's not offside enough. I, 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 I what was that supposed to mean? You know, I, if 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 he's offside by a millimeter and the technology allows and shows that he's offside and and end of debate. Um, I so I, I don't get I don't get all the swirling discussion around. Well, um, it's really close. I, the technology works. I trust in it. People love to yeah, we get this <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I wanted to ask about the. Uh, I was at the Argentina game last night, and I only sort of got to see one or two replays. But that penalty that Messi then missed, I was really surprised by that because the referee obviously is is Danny McAlee, who's considered to be one of the best in the world. He didn't give it in real time. What do you think the VAR saw? that made him go to the screen and then made Mackley then change his mind? Because I, I was wondering, how is that a penalty? Well, I, I agree completely. I don't think there's enough in for it to be a VAR penalty. Now, if the referee's given that on the field of play, I think it's a totally different factor. But yes, there is contact between um, the goalkeeper and Messi's face. So that exists. But that doesn't necessarily mean this has to be A, event a penalty, and B, a VAR penalty, because there is a, there's a totally different threshold for the VAR to get to intervene in a clear, clear and obvious error. Now, for me, that's not a penalty. I don't think the penalty that was given um, against against Saudi Arabia was a penalty either uh, against Poland. And there have been some decisions in this World Cup. I was just looking at the stats actually before, and there's already been as many VAR interventions in this World Cup than there was in the entirety of the last World Cup, which was, of course, wow. the first time we, we generally saw VAR, or it was some leagues before that. So it just shows that there seems to be either a lower threshold or the referees are sort of almost second-guessing the protocol that the cleaner wants uh, there to be. But it definitely feels as though the, the, the VARs aren't quite as certain in this tournament as they were in the last one. So, Dale, let's move on here with uh, chaos, rooting for chaos, all right? Uh, I know that you were a bit disappointed that Mexico-Poland didn't end up in, in a sort of chaotic uh, situation there obviously fair play was uh, taking the main narrative uh, through this game at some point and then obviously it evolved into a different scenario once Saudi Arabia scored that later uh, goal but uh, how much chaos do you want today because I'm reading here per your facts right if Spain lose and Germany win Japan win the group with six points Spain and Germany both have four points so it needs to be a 2-0 against uh, Spain from uh, Japan and Costa Rica to lose 6-0 against Germany. 
the currently third play points are Spain with one yellow card, Germany with three. So is this what you want? Do you want some more chaos, Dale? Talk to me. Explain how, how realistic um, can this happen? <laughs> I was so disappointed we didn't get the full cask of, of, the, of, the, of the positions last night going through a random drawing of lots. That was what we really wanted. We just needed the... <laughs> Of the Poland player that got booked, we just needed him to put another tackle in and get sent off. <laughs> yeah. Everything was level. Um, but of course, as soon as he got booked, and it took a couple of minutes for the coaches to realize we've got to get him off, someone had a whisper in the ear, obviously, and he was quickly substituted. Um, yeah, so, so today it needs to be an eight goal swing between um, uh, Germany and uh, Spain. So it's not really looks a bit unlikely. So it needs to be that turn and the six nil. We've got We've got far more chances tomorrow night for uh, for it to go down to the drawing of lots, but tonight's probably one of the uh, probably less likely. Yeah. So to, obviously, in the later show, we'll talk more about what's going to happen tomorrow in the route for chaos. But that's the scenario for Spain and Germany. Dale Johnson, thank you so much, uh, my friend. Make sure to follow his content. He delivers some goat-level legendary threads on Twitter, of course, and his work on ESPNFC. Dale, thanks so much, buddy. Cheers, guys. Let's move on, everybody, and let's talk about this group on the later matches, of course. As we mentioned, Spain face Japan, Costa Rica against Germany. Vamos, Ticos! I am so rooting for Costa Rica, I can't even tell you. All right, let's talk about predictions here. What are you expecting, Shaka Hislop, from the later matches today or tonight? Uh, I'm expecting a, a, a Germany win over, over Costa Rica. I... I, I... I, I'm not that hopeful about Costa Rica. So I think Germany got the job done there. And then I, I think Spain, at the very least, get a draw against Japan. And I, I know that would mean, um, I think that will mean Spain, Germany going through. Um, so heartbreak for, for, for Japan in, in, in that regard. And all of a sudden, Spain, after the most disastrous of starts and losing to Japan, uh, oh, oh, Germany in the most disastrous of starts losing to Japan, Somehow find their find their way out of out of the group stage. Um, I, I I just feel Spain may be too tough a test for Japan and just leave that side door open for for, for Germany. Gab, I know that you have your obviously personal uh, connection to Japan. I'm imagining that's where your heart is going. What do you expect in these games? Well, again, rationally, what I expect, as Chaka says, is Spain and Germany to go through. Boring. How cool would it be if Costa <laughs> beat Germany and Japan beat, um, beat it Spain? Would, awesome. It would be amazing. <laughs> but that said, what I, what, what, what I think I have to say, though, again, and, and I can say this, I think, as a neutral, because the team I root for decided to let somebody else win a World Cup again. Um, in terms of deserving two games in. I think Spain are the only team that deserve to go through in terms of playing well, because, you know, Germany, I think had a real stinker. And I know people talk about, Oh, the great chance of the first half against Japan. Yeah. Um, I don't think Germany has been great. I think Costa Rica are just terrible. Um, even though they beat Japan. And I think Japan was awful in that game against Costa Rica. When, you know, he made uh, Moriasu, it's almost like he was saying, like, how could I make this as difficult for myself as I can? I know. Let me leave out all the good players who turned the game around for Germany. Let me play these other guys who haven't played yet. Oh, look, you know, that'll work. Let me leave Ito out and Mitoma and, and Asana, whatever. Um, so this is one thing where strictly on the football, 
I'd be okay with just one team advancing. Um, <laughs> I love it. I just, I just want to stop its time. Kaylor Navas goes up for a corner and scores a header against Germany. I, I would be so happy. All right. We are nearly done here. Don't forget, by the way, that ESPN FC Daily continues after those matches that we just talked about. But before we go, obviously, we give you the most uh, recent news, the press conference ahead of tomorrow's massive matches as well, the final games of the group stages. But Uruguay against Ghana. And if you remember, in the 2010 World Cup, Luis Suarez became enemy number one for the 17th time by, you know, denying a penalty to Ghana and putting his hand. And obviously the penalty was missed and Uruguay went to the semis. He was obviously part of the press conference because why not? Let's create more chaos. And he was asked about, you know, he, he, you know, Ghanaian journalists were calling him that in Ghana, he's basically the devil. And Lucho Suarez uh, doubled down, basically. He says, listen, I don't apologize about that. I did the handball, but the Ghana player missed the penalty, not me. Suarez said to a news conference in Doha today, I could apologize if I injured a player with a tackle and got a red card. But in this situation, I take a red card and the referee says penalty. It's not my fault. I didn't miss the pen. The player who missed the penalty said he would do the same as I did in that situation anyway. It's not my responsibility in this situation i have my own thoughts about this shaka and gab after you shaka what do you think uh luis suarez the comments etc listen i understand both sides both sides of the argument i understand why Ghanaians would be as upset uh with luis suarez as, as they are i understand why football purists would be as upset with luis suarez as they are and have shown to be but i also recognize that if you're uruguayan you think that's the only play that that Luis Suarez could, could have made. And, and to that point, I, I don't ever think that that's something that players think about. Nobody thinks about, well, if right to the death, we're leading by one and I'm on the goal line, I'm, I'm going to handle I'm going to make sure I get myself in, in position and handle it. Oftentimes, those things are simply reflex actions. And, and you see that every day in, in the game. Somebody on the line, the ball's going in, they throw themselves at it. They can't quite get there. So they throw an arm out at it. This might be the fourth or fifth minute of the game and, and costing their team. Those things are more reflex than I, I think carefully thought out. Um, so, I get, so again, even, if, even for the football purist, you, you have to give Luis Suarez the benefit of the doubt. Uh, as I said, if this were Trinidad Tobago at the World Cup and <laughs> Dwight York was on the line and um, a ball was going in and if he handled it, it meant Ryan Bagel going through to the semifinals. I'd be buying Dwight York drinks for the rest of his life if he took a red card. 100%, my friend. Gab Marconi, final thoughts on this? Yeah, not even an argument here. I, I, try, I subscribe to everything that, that Chaka said. If you want to have Luis Suarez as a, as a hate figure, I don't know. Maybe what about the fact that he, go, he bit an opponent on three different occasions? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Take Italian lessons to try to get a, a passport with, with, with you and all that ugliness. You know, maybe the, the, the fact that he's old and not good and Cavani was also old, but at least Cavani is good. And Cavani looks like clean-shaven Jesus and Suarez looks like <laughs> not that. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be down on Suarez. This, not one of them. I love it. Clean shaven Jesus. That's how he I does, see. doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's a, he looks he's a, more like Jesus. Luis Suarez or Cavani? Well, obviously Cavani. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man but anyway those matches should be fun obviously it should be a cracking match by the way uruguay haven't scored a goal so far at the world cup uh, even qatar can say that but uruguay cannot so ghana should be going all out for this one that's on friday and by the way as i remember telling you we come right back after these matches this afternoon as japan and spain face each other and costa rica face Germany will be back. ESPN FC Daily. Shaka Hislop, thank you so much. Gab Marcotti, thank you so much. LME here. We will see you after the final whistle after those games. Have a great rest of your day. Till then.